Welcome to the Bookworthy Podcast. I'm children's author Valerie Fentress, and we are here to talk about kidlet that's good for your kids' hearts and souls. Kidlet ranges from ages birth to teens, so there's a lot of shelf space to cover. Today, we're talking with Becca Warwell, the author of the middle grade adventure Road Trip Rescue. Welcome to Bookworthy, Becca. Thank you, Valerie. I'm so excited to be here. It is a pleasure to have you here. And kind of to start us off, I like to do a generalized question. And since your book is about road trips, what has been your favorite road trip as a kid or an adult? The one that comes to mind first is a few years ago, my family went to Colorado and we flew to Colorado. We did not drive all the way there. So I'm in Pennsylvania. That would have been a long drive. But once we got there, we drove around. We went to Rocky Mountain National Park and went to Colorado Springs and got to see some really cool things there. So that was a lot of fun. So fun. Well, I'm in Texas. And for my kids, I think the most memorable road trip that we have been on is actually one where we did not leave the state because more most of the time, my youngest, who's nine right now, a couple of years ago, we went to San Antonio and all our other family road trips have been out of Texas. We had gone to Florida and Colorado and Nebraska. And this was our first road trip inside Texas. And he was like, why are we still in Texas, mom? And I'm like, yep, yep, we are. <laughs> and so he was so confused that we hadn't left a state. So That's funny. You've got plenty of state to explore there. Lots of state to explore for sure. Well, tell us a little bit about your book, Road Trip Rescue, which has a road trip as its setting and a little bit about Kimmy and why this road trip is so important to her. Yeah, Road Trip Rescue is a novel for kids about ages 8 to 12, and it has themes of friendship and faith. And Kimmy is a 12-year-old girl. She's looking at a magazine one day and stumbles across this photo of a dog who was her dog that was missing. It's been missing for two years. And so this dog meant a lot to her, and she is determined to find him. Of course, her parents don't want to take her, but she has an aunt who goes on road trips every summer, and she convinces her aunt to make and Adir the Adirondack Mountains, which is where she thinks the dog might be a stop on this road trip. Um, but her aunt has a lot of stops along the way, and the road trip doesn't exactly pan, pan out the way Kimmy expects. Super fun. Now with, I think with the dog's name is Bo, correct? Yes, that's right. In the book. Now, did you have any special pets in your life growing up? Oh, I did. Yeah. So our first pet that I remember a lot was Barney. Um, so he was a stray dog actually that showed up and we kept, or I can't remember now. I thought he was a stray, either that or we got him in the shelter when he was young. And I think he had been a stray maybe. And then we got him from the shelter. Um, and then my other dog was Esther and she, I named her because I wanted to name her after Queen Esther in the Bible. I thought that was a fitting name for a dog. Um, and that's actually part of the inspiration for Bo's name in the book. He's named after Boaz because Kimmy sees that Bo thinks Boaz is Prince Charming of the Bible. So she feels like that's a good name for her dog. Oh, that's so sweet. I didn't know that little nugget about Bo. So <laughs> fun. Now, um, what was the overall inspiration for your book? So the inspiration kind of came from two different areas. The first one, my family had been planning a trip to the Adirondack Mountains. And that's just, it's not too far from here. That's in upstate New York. We're in Pennsylvania. And as we were planning for this trip, I was doing some research, trying to find some things we could do while we were there. And I found this photo online of a dog eating an ice cream cone. And it was from some ice cream shop up in New York that was dog friendly. And it got me thinking, what if a kid saw that photo and was just convinced that it was their dog that had gone missing? 
And so this story began to form in my mind of a girl who's reading a magazine instead of the internet. <laughs> um, but she's reading a magazine and stumbles across this photo of her dog that went missing two years ago. And once I had that idea, then I kind of had to form the character in my mind too. Um, and the inspiration for that, Kimmy was born missing part of her right arm. So she has a limb difference. And that's something that I share in common with her. So I was also born with one arm. And I've always imagined myself one day writing a story with a protagonist who also has a limb difference. But uh, at first, when I was writing the story, I didn't necessarily see that that would go together. But then as I started thinking more about it, I'm like, no, that's why this matters so much to her. She's had trouble making friends. She's had friends who have betrayed her in the past. Um, some of it related to her arm and her dog was always there for her. Dogs don't care if you have one arm or two. And so she is determined to find this dog who is not just part of her family, but also a really dear friend to her. That's really sweet. I really love how you've pulled in your own experience to this character and made it really relatable, not just for anyone with an arm dis difference, but for any kid, because what is it being misunderstood and mm -hmm. unseen is kind of a very common struggle I, you know, young preteens and teens are having in our social media world. And so I love that Kimmy is so relatable, no matter what your difference might be, whether, it, you know, an arm difference or a learning disability, which mm -hmm. is kind of something in my own family. Now, what was it like to write about some of your own struggles in su such a vulnerable and relatable way? It was interesting because while I'm writing, I almost feel like I'm not writing about myself, but yet then as I'm writing down some of her feelings, I think, did I, did I ever feel that way? And I think I was drawing out some feelings that I might've experienced when I was young that I probably didn't recognize at the time or was not able to identify. So it was this neat ability to start processing my childhood and some of the feelings I'd had, some of the things kids had said to me. Now our experiences don't line up completely. I never had in the story, um, Kimmy's best friend, she calls her her ex-best friend, betrayed her um, because she didn't want to be spending time with someone with one arm. She didn't want the way that affected her social circles. And that never happened to me. I was fortunate to be at a small school where everyone grew up with me. And so by the time I was Kimmy's age, most of the kids probably didn't think too much about it. But I did still have kids make thoughtless comments. And there were things that were challenging that happened. And I do remember that my dog, I would have had Esther around the time that I was Kimmy's age, uh, feeling like I could talk to her about anything, feeling like she would never judge me for my arm or for anything else. So that's the sweet thing about pets, no matter whether it's, you know, a dog, a cat or a lizard, <laughs> there's a lizard in my home, hence why <laughs> I say that, but, um, <laughs> that there is just this, you can be so unguarded with someone, you know, that's going to love you no matter what it won't form an opinion won't have an agenda and I, I love that about bringing pets into um, my kids lives so um do you have any pets in your home right now we do yes we have a dog named georgia uh, she's a beagle and australian shepherd mix and actually she has inspired one of my favorite scenes in the story so when georgia was a puppy she caused quite an accident in my in-law's house. We, My husband and I were away for the weekend. It was Easter weekend and we left her at home. And my in-laws put her in the upstairs bathroom when they went to church. They figured that would be a nice, safe place for her. She couldn't get into any trouble. 
And when they came home from church, there was literally water pouring down from the dining room ceiling. She had flooded the bathroom and it went down through the, through the floor of the upstairs bathroom, down into the dining, dining room. I won't give too many more details about how it happened because I really borrow that story pretty closely for an experience that Kimmy reflects on Bo having when he was a puppy. So that story is in the book and it's not exactly the same as how it happened, but pretty close. So you'll have to okay. read the book to find out more about that. I will have to skip ahead to that one. I'm not there yet, but <laughs> the chapter is called, I believe it's called the dining room waterfall. Dining room waterfall. Nice. <laughs> I love how your experiences have informed this book and made it so easy to read for uh, young kids also. And um, why did you choose to write for children? That is such a great question. So I've always loved writing and after I got married, so about six years ago, I decided to take it more seriously. And I really wanted to make that, um, I wanted to publish something, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I started writing a lot of different things. I was writing nonfiction and fiction. I was writing fiction in a lot of different genres. I, it mattered to me to write stories of hope, but it didn't, it wasn't until I wrote a story and it was actually much more directly based on my childhood. It was about a girl with a dog with one arm now that I think about it, but that story will probably never see the light of day. Um, but after I wrote that story, I felt like I had really entered into this voice that I loved and I felt like this is what I want to learn more about. So after that, I set that way aside, way aside, and I started learning a lot more about kid lit and the publishing industry. And I think why I love writing for the eight to 12 age range is because the stories that I think back to loving and the ones that still stick with me are the ones that I read when I was that age. And I can still read them now and love them, but there's something so formative about those years that those stories really carry with you. And I think they can have a special place in your heart. I agree. I think it's kind of that, not a sense coming of age, but it's this flip from being just a kid consuming to really understanding what you're reading and to understand your world in new and fun ways. And that's why those books kind of really hit your heart because you're truly seeing a story from more than, you know, good versus evil, or, mm -hmm. you know, you're seeing the heart and the meaning between the lines as much yeah. as what's going on in the story. So I love that you're writing for that particular age range. I have a couple kids in that age range too. So I kind of like those books. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they love Road Trip Rescue if they read it. Yes, we will definitely have them reading it soon. Now, did you always want to be an author? Yes. Yes and no. So when from the time I was really, really young, like probably before I could actually write, I loved creating stories. And I remember in elementary school, I took the late bus. So we'd have to wait in the cafeteria after everyone else had left and we wait for the bus to come. And I remember other kids would be playing games or talking or whatever. And I'd be sitting at a table with my purple notebook, writing stories about islands made of candy and talking teddy bears and all these interesting stories. And I think at that time I would have said, yes, I want to be an author. And then in middle school, high school, I kind of lost that specific dream because I just didn't see people doing it. And we talk about careers and things to do that didn't seem like a real possibility to me. It wasn't one that people talked about. It wasn't one when we did job shadowing that were there like, oh, do you want to job shadow an author today? Uh, so I, I just wasn't around it a lot. Um, so it wasn't until really after college that I started to have that dream again. And not necessarily that I thought it would be the only thing I did or I wanted it to be the only thing I did, but the fact that I could do it while I was still doing other things became really exciting to me. So I think 
there was like a lull in the middle, but uh, I, I've always loved to write. And even when that wasn't a specific dream, I have writing is like a part of who I am. So I've always been writing stories. So fun. I can just picture you sitting in the cafeteria writing in that little purple notebook. It's such a sweet picture. Now, where do you get uh, a lot of your story ideas? A lot of them come from either a specific setting or a character, but that I experience something in the real world and then it gets me thinking. So Road Trip Rescue, like I said, I was just looking online and I saw that picture of a dog eating an ice cream cone and that's where the story came to me. But I've also been in situations where I've been at a park and seen a park bench and something about this park bench gets my attention and I start thinking about what if a child came and or what if a child was sitting alone on that park bench? Why would they be sitting there? What if they went to this park bench every day at the same time? Why why are they doing that? And then I start asking myself, why is this happening? And kind of get deeper and deeper. It's like a child asking, well, why does this happen? And why does this happen? And goes deeper and deeper into that story idea. So that's been how most of them come to me. And a lot of times I'll just kind of keep a running list of like random thoughts and ideas. And sometimes they can come together and sometimes not, but that's been the main way that I've come up with ideas. That's lots of fun. And I love the childlike attitude that you have with asking that question, why, what, when? And I think we all desire to have those answers, but we don't always take the time to ask the question. And I think that that's what makes writing fun is to ask those questions that we'd want to ask if we took the time to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Now, um, what is your favorite book? That's such a tough question. There are so many books and it depends on what day you'd ask me. I'm sure I'd have a different answer. So the one book I think of, because I talked about middle grade and how those books stick with me, Because of Winn-Dixie by Kate DiCamillo is a story that I loved as a kid. I still love it now. It's a dog story, of course. So you can tell I like dogs. Um, but also I loved the characters in that story. And I think it actually carried a similar theme to Road Trip Rescue of not being alone and mm -hmm. uh, the characters in there and the community that Opal forms really stood out to me then still stand out to me now. So that is in terms of like a kid's story that I love, that might be my favorite. Sweet. That is a very good book. I love that one. And of course you got to bring the dog in there. They always <laughs> are great at honing in on just the heart of a story and making yeah. us see things in the good perspective. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so excited the first time I went to a Winn-Dixie grocery store and it wasn't that long ago. I, I feel like it was just a few years ago. Maybe it was in Florida. Would that be? Probably. That's probably where I feel like that might be where I don't even know where the story takes place, but I was so excited to walk into this, this grocery store because I was like, oh, this is, this is in the story. <laughs> even though I was an adult and it had been a long time since I actually read the book, I was very excited. So fun. I think we always keep those books that impact our hearts really close to I don't know, just that inspiration and childlike yeah. level. I don't think we ever lose that joy that mm -hmm. those particular books bring us. So that's yes. fun. <laughs> now, um, you have a young daughter in your life. Yes. Yes. How yes. old is She'll she? She'll be six months tomorrow. But when this interview comes out, what, maybe like nine months, <laughs> nine months old. So fun. Now, what are you reading to her right now? Oh, we're reading so many books. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites is uh, I, I Pray You'll Be by Hannah C. Hall. Um, that is a really beautiful picture book. It made me re or made me cry the first time I read it, uh, which might have had something to do with the fact that it was like the week she was born. I read it to her. So, But uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful book. I love anything Max Lucado. Uh, you Are Special has always been a favorite of mine. So uh, 
we don't always stick to the board books. We read the small board books too, but we also have been reading larger books and she listens pretty well. So I'm hoping she'll be a reader. <laughs> she's still young where she can't run away from you yet. So <laughs> exactly. Though she's starting to roll away from me a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, you can read whatever you want as long as you want, because they're kind of trapped until they start running away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. Well, what has been the most impactful book in your life? Well, Besides the Bible, which would be my immediate and the good Sunday school answer, as Kimmy would call it in the book, um, the Bible, of course, living and breathing. Every time I read it, I'm getting something different from it. So I love that. Um, but in terms of most impactful, again, it would depend on the day you asked me. One that I've read that I've really enjoyed and the book that I have gifted a lot to is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. So that's nonfiction, but has a lot to do with rest and with the Sabbath. And I tend to be a very busy person by my own doing <laughs> and keep my days very full and like to be productive. I like to have to-do lists and get things done. So that book has been very impactful for me and reminding me to rest, reminding me about the importance of Sabbath. So I really enjoy that book. And I think it it's continuing to have impact on me as I reflect on how I could implement some of it into my life. It's the hardest thing for a busy mom and a writer to say, okay, I need to just sit still. Because a lot of times when I try to sit still, my mind is like, no, we still got 20 other things to do over here. And I think it's important for us to take that time. So that sounds like a really impactful book that I probably need to add to my TBR list, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what are you working on right now? Right now, I'm working on the sequel to Road Trip Rescue. So the goal is for it to be a trilogy, three books in the series. And Road Trip, well, I don't have a, a name for number two yet, um, but it's going to be written from the perspective of Kimmy's friend, Daniel. So I didn't originally write this book as part of a series. When I started, I was only thinking it would be one book. But when my beta readers were looking at, at it, I had several beta readers who said they would love to see a story from Daniel's perspective. So I started thinking what his story would be like. I started thinking about some lies he believes and, and ways that he might go through a transformation and what kind of adventure might be fitting for him. And of course, it has to be another road trip adventure. So Daniel's story is actually going to take us out of the country to Guatemala. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> that does sound exciting. Have you ever been to Guatemala? I have. Yeah, I've been there several times. I had uh, been there for a semester studying abroad in college. And after that, I went back for a month to help at an orphanage. And then I think I was there two other times besides that just to visit. So I love it. But it's been a while since I've been there. So writing is a little I've been on Google Maps a lot trying to like remember what some of the towns were like. And I have a couple of friends who are going to look at it for me to help me with the Guatemala details since they've been there more recently. Very neat. I love that it's, again, kind of just a heart thing, something that a place you have been a, a place that God has led you and um, encouraged you in. Mm -hmm. Uh, reaching out in that area. And I look forward to seeing what uh, what happens on that road trip. I'd hate, now are they going from, I can't remember exactly where Kimmy lives. Kimmy she, lives in central Pennsylvania. Central Pennsylvania. I thought yeah. it was similar to your, I was like, that sounds like quite the road trip down to Guatemala. Yeah. So they're <laughs> so. not going to drive down to Guatemala. They'll fly there and then they can have their road trip when they get there. Ah, kind of like your own Colorado trip. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um, 
let's see. What do you hope to communicate to kids who read this book? Well, through this story, I hope kids can come to see that they're not alone and they never have been, even when they feel like they are alone. That's something that Kimmy comes to see and she sees that God has always been with her, that God has always been listening to her prayers, even when she doesn't hear him answer, and that he has placed people in her life. He's given her a community of people that care about her. So I'm hoping kids come to see that. And also, we talked a little bit about this, but that they are wonderfully created, even in their differences, even in the things that they might be insecure about or uncomfortable with that God has created them that way for a reason. And so that's something that I hope to communicate through all of my books. I love that that's, that's your message of finding beauty in what makes you uh, unique and different and, and extraordinary, I think is what you put on your website. I love that message for kids, especially in eight to 12, they're kind of coming into their own and having to decide what do I believe about myself and what are people saying about me? So I love that mm -hmm. you're embracing that topic of you're be beautifully and wonderfully made as you are. And God has mm -hmm. a purpose for you in that. So yes. I'm excited to see what comes next for you. So where can people find out more about your books? People can find me on my website. I'm at BeccaWerwell.com. Werewell is W-I-E-R-W-I-L-L-E, -L -L -E, but I know that's a mouthful. That's a lot of vowels. So you can also go to BelovedChronicles.com. That's my publisher name, and that'll also take you right to my website. And if you sign up for my newsletter there, I will send you some free short stories and also some character-building conversation cards based on the fruit of the spirit. That could be fun for a road trip or anything else. Um, I'm also on social media at my name, Becca Werwell. Very fun. Now, quick, spontaneous question here. Do you have any road trips planned? Ooh, well, we just went on one, was it last Labor Day weekend, whenever that was. My my, my dates are all getting confused. And I, I mean, that'll be a couple months ago when this podcast is airing. Um, but that was our daughter's first longer trip. It was the longest trip we've been on. It was about, it took us about eight hours. If it was just oh, wow. my husband and I, it would have taken us probably six. Um, but that was, that was quite an adventure. <laughs> um, she does not enjoy long drives as of the time of this recording. Hopefully that will change. And we'll be going out there again in December. My husband's family lives in Ohio, so we'll be going out there again for Christmas. Um, other than that, I don't think we have any longer trips coming up. You gave it a try and you need a break, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe like every, every few months we can try one, but we'll, we'll be going away a couple times, like an hour and a half away. Um, but that's a more doable trip. <laughs> there you go for a... Like baby that's under one years old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too fun. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Becca. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. And thank you for joining Becca and me on this episode of the Bookworthy Podcast. Check out the show notes for any books or links that we discussed, and then let us know in the comments what has been your favorite road trip as a kid or an adult. And don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button to help discover more great books together. Happy reading.